Hey guys, did you know Apple has a bigger market cap than the Russell 2000? Welcome to the Roots Report. My name is Tom. And I'm Major. But I'm also not the only one here with us today. Uh, we have a guest analyst that we'll be interviewing. Uh, say hi, Thor. Hello, everyone. Thor is uh, one of our partners here at Roots Research, and uh, he's actually from Norway. So we're, we got a little bit of international uh, opinion exposure here. Phenomenal analyst. I highly recommend recommend sticking around for the uh, interview portion. He's got some, some really good insights uh, in the market from someone who's not only been doing this for a while, but actually very successful at it, too. But first, let's uh, let's cover the 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 market news. Yeah. So uh, first thing that I kind of wanted to talk about in the market right now is uh, volatility and why it's important and how something like volatility is really measured. Um, finances have kind of like aged into a, a time now where you can actually buy a equity ETF that measures volatility. It reflects the the VIX, which is kind of measured using um, options calculations. So, uh, Major, if you wanted to kind of go over that. Well, also, I was going to ask you first before we get in, uh, mm. briefly do some, some cursory overview sure. of the VIX. Uh, what is volatility, right? Uh, is, are the stocks going up? Are the stocks going down? Usually when you're hearing Bloomberg or CNBC, when Joe, Jim, Joe Kramer, when Jim Kramer's yelling at you about volatility, really what they mean is like the market's going down. Like no one's ever talking about like the volatility in a good way. Okay. Right. Uh, and... Um, when we're talking about market volatility, there's not just one market, right? So there are several ETFs like you were hinting at, um, that cover a wide variety of volatility in different indexes, uh, specifically like the VIX, one of the most common ones, uh, that's V I X for those who don't know, right. Uh, that covers, um, the S and P 500, right. Or specifically the SPX options, yep. uh, that expire on the third Friday of each month. Uh, for the monthly options and then the weekly options, uh, those are the, just the ones that expire on every other Friday. But you, you, you touched uh, on something there that I wanted to kind oh, of yeah. talk about. Um, the like volatility, does it actually mean like going down or what is volatility actually there for? Is it just a fear uh, indicator or is it uncertainty? I think uncertainty is also a fear indicator just the way like the okay. the market trades okay. right the market hates uncertainty um when you're talking you know whether it's a retail trader with hundreds of dollars or uh, an institutional trailer trader or a whale with with millions or billions of dollars right uncertainty is your your worst enemy right it, you'd rather know the market's going to go down for the next 10 years than, uh, than not know, because uh, that way you can at least trade on that, right? Whether that's taking a short position, going cash or something. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, knowing is uh, ultimately preferable to unknow or to not knowing or uncertainty. Uh, but colloquially, they usually mean, well, when people are talking about the markets being volatile, right, or volatility in the market, it means it's going down. Yeah. Uh, I have found, colloquially speaking again, that people will talk about choppiness, right? Uh, when they actually mean uh, sporadic and dramatic moves up and down in the share price. Mm -hmm. So you'll hear a lot about choppiness in the market. Yeah, and this uh, like VIX that you were talking about, it, it's kind of measured in a, a, a way using options that we were kind of touching on there and um, previously. Uh, 
but it, it's specifically options that are 23 to 37 days out. So there's some kind of good nuggets of what is actually being measured there. And if you take a look at the options prices and like the amount of theta decay that they have, they're basically looking for people to be buying more of those options. And like as a trader, um, the amount of theta decay experience there would be something in the realm of probably 15%. So it's a good kind of like stop loss area of an actual options decay all the way down to zero on the end of the day for out of money options whenever they expire. Right. Right. Yeah. What about you, Thor? Um, do you look at the VIX at all um, when you're trading? Uh, not as much as I should do, but uh, I try to use it after like a, a catalyst has happened. And like, let's say the, the Powell, whatever, every time Powell speak, I try <laughs> right. to look at the VIX just to see if it spikes after a comment or sure. maybe a sentence that's um, not as good as you, you usually would think it would be. But I don't really trade it as much as uh, I should, though. Uh, that's probably true for, for most people out there. Uh, I definitely watch the VIX maybe not as close as I should or too closely. Probably not not the right amount. Uh, what? Let me let me ask you since we're talking about it. Uh, are, are you guys worried about the bottom not being in because we haven't seen VIX over 40? Or do you think that's just some kind of like old school arbitrage textbook definition? Uh, and we, we've already thrown the textbook out, so we don't need to really worry about that. I think we're still expecting some bad news. Like we still have a lot of problems to figure out that kind of all stemmed from COVID. Like there was a, a, a vast like globalization of like, I don't know, you're stuck at home. So like you kind of need computers to connect to things. And I don't know, I, th I feel like it really kind of accelerated where mankind kind of fell on the scale of technological adoption. And I don't know, because of that, there's more ordering of more things and more things need to change hands. Production, production has to go up, but everyone's stuck at home. So it can't really. Uh, we do have the highest volume uh next week so i think the wicks will pop off a little bit mm -hmm. just on on that so the the way i look at the vix is uh every time it goes up is because the market is red if it's green the vix will go down so it looks like it's like a systematic pattern on the vix every time it touches like the 18 to 20 range it just pops up mm. And then the market does the the same thing with by going straight down or chop chop, uh, very uh, volatile price action basically. Yeah, and that makes sense, right? Uh, we've only seen a couple of times this year when the VIX is under twenty, and historically those have been uh, good opportunities to go short. Yes, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. My question is: uh, this last week, um, we saw the S&P 500 defend the 3900 range adamantly, right? Like three different attempts in a five day trading period where we, we dropped down to 3900, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and and pretty much held held that level of support uh, to the point where we closed on Friday at 4067. Yeah. And do you think it was Apple holding up the market? They had like their Apple week yes. this week. So there was a lot of 
let's say buzz going on around like the apple buzz. and i don't know as we all know the sp 500 is probably like in and around five and a half or six percent of apple so uh, it's 8.4 percent there you go sorry has it has it gone up it's gone up yeah. uh here's here's my thing we, we like to to quote uh the statistics and, and especially with apple because apple is important and i, I want to point out that I am no Apple shill. I do not like the Apple products. And, um, you know, I understand paying thousands and thousands of dollars for a watch. I do not understand paying $800 for a smartwatch that tracks your ovulation. But, you know, it, it, as long as that keeps the market up, because Apple is over 13% of the queues. Is that too much? That seems like too much. I mean, Microsoft is 10. But, I mean, you have Apple and Microsoft is 23% of the QQQs. I mean, that's almost a fourth that is right yeah. so like wow. does anything even matter besides those two not really no. right amazon at seven percent after that and you got tesla like four right <laughs> tesla uh, only only four percent uh but i mean like those are you know that's that's, that's the qqqs right there yeah true uh i i saw a very very interesting pattern uh in september for apple which is they always have the uh, the event in september and it usually is uh, building up until uh, the event is over. And after the event is over, it's a sell the news event. So, so buy the hype, sell yeah, the news. Yeah. And Apple is, if it goes below 149, I will not sit on Apple. I will, it will go straight down to like 135. And it's not going to, it's not going to look good in the uh, overall broader market just because of the waiting yeah though the apple when apple goes down it's it's gonna take uh, all the major market indexes with it uh yeah i will say though we have um our technical analyst uh and roots research with a very bullish price target based on a microphone ta pattern uh so personally not financial advice of course i'm gonna be buying apple uh under 140 preferably under 130 mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the bottom of it is one twenty two. Yeah, twenty one twenty four. I've got I've got the one twenty range. Um, that's when we're gonna start buying. I like the dollar cost average. Uh, I'm not gonna try to like time the bottom because that rarely works out. Hmm. Me personally. Uh, speaking of buying the hype and selling the news, what about this Ethereum merger coming up this next week? Uh is ethereum about to rip or is it already in the process of it and we're going to see this in this next week like is it another buy the hype sell the new situation well, I, or is this a long-term investment as of recording this um there was like a, a big run in uh, both bitcoin and ethereum over the past i don't know let's say 24 hours so this may be the volume kind of coming in that wants to participate in this but i don't know if there's necessarily going to be a big sell-off coming through um it, it may be that people want to actually participate in the ecosystem and hold a coin that's going to generate them some some interest. In this case, the new Ethereum, right? Yeah, it's going from point of work to POS, right? Yeah. So you have to stake to make money. So you're, uh, uh, what is it called in English? When you hold something up for a year. You so like lock it in. Yeah, you lock it in. So you have you have uh for uh if a lot of people are locking their Ethereum's up, that means the float is smaller and will be more volatile. Yeah, interesting. So you can then go from 
$1,000 to 10k in the span of maybe two weeks, three weeks, if it's if everyone locks in their Ethereum. Yep. Pretty then great. I don't. Then I won't, and I'll be able to sell my Ethereum and, and profit off of that. So yes, let's stake everyone. Wink. Wink. True. True. So crypto not dead. Um, I saw a headline pass by right uh, right before we started recording um, that the U.S. Treasury is looking uh, to go ahead and push a U.S. digital dollar. So that's cool. Can't wait to. To keep up with that headline, mm. uh, if you want to learn some more about it before the next podcast, we have a link in the dis- a link to our free Discord. They should just take uh, over Luna. Description below. <laughs> Luna, go 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 to the moon, bro. Um, one thing we haven't talked about yet, which is ironic because it's literally the only thing the market cares about: uh, inflation, right? Interest rates. Jay Powell, what's he gonna do? Right, we've got CPI and PPI, uh, some good old core core inflation coming in this next week. Uh, a lot of Wall Street is expecting it to come in cool, a little bit under expectation, like we saw last month with energy down. But people expect food and rent to uh, keep rising, so keep an eye on that. But JPAL at the end of the month, twenty uh, first, twenty second, right, uh, with the FOMC and the interest rate decision. The Wall Street Journal came out last week and hinted that the Fed's going to do another 75 basis point hike. Hmm. And why is this so important, or at least why I, I care more than most talking heads, which I don't listen to, is it was written by the same author of the article about the 75 basis point last time um, during the Fed's blackout period, if you guys remember that article or, or that podcast, right? Uh didn't love that the Fed was talking during the the blackout period, whether it was a leak or not. But that's what happened, and no one's going to hold them accountable. But the apparently, you know, this this author has you know gotten in apparently. So I think he is someone you should listen to, or at least try to pay attention to. Uh, and he's warning of another seventy five basis point hike. And uh, with the S and P over four thousand again, I don't think the market's ready for it. It's definitely not pricing it in. Yeah. What do you guys so, think? So just for a point of reference here in Canada, um, we just confirmed another 75 basis point hike here. Um, the last interest rate hike was, again, a little bit before the American one is, uh, but we had a full percentage point. So um, take that into account. Like it, it may be America's turn for that 1.0. We'll make the, yeah, but that will make the DXY, the dollar index go straight up. Which is bad for stocks. Terrible for stocks. Really bad for crypto. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, yeah. a strong I don't know. US dollar. Major, how bad do you think prices of things are right now? How are you feeling? You're the one spending in America, so you're going to know best. Right. I mean, prices suck, but it's also gotten to the point where, and this is one thing that J Powell really cautioned against, is, is that price, like, the increase in prices is becoming baked in. And one of the worst things for inflation is for people to become complacent with inflation. Like the longer inflation sticks around, the harder it is to get rid of mm-hmm. because the more prices are rising, right? Uh, things cost more. So uh, employees ask for raises, which costs the employer more money, right? So now their operational costs are up. So they have to charge more money for their products and services, which is just a cascading effect, which is why... You know, a lot of people have been critical of the Fed not taking inflation seriously. Yeah. Uh, you could debate to the moon, you know, whether it was going to be transitory uh, or not. And 
before Russia invasion. But at, at the end of the day, it's a moot point because none of that matters because that's not the situation. That's not the life we're living in right now. Uh, so I think the Fed's going to be and it's going to maintain an aggressive, you know, at least for the end of the year. Uh, and by the word aggressive, at least, you know, for the September. Right. I think we might see a 75 and I think we might see another 50. Uh, and then it just kind of depends on the data after that. Mm-hmm. But things are expensive. However, gas is cheaper. And that seems to be really a pain, a pain point, even though I spend way more on protein and meat than I do on gasoline. Yeah, I read somewhere that uh, the the reason why oil went so fast up was because everyone was hoarding it. So after, uh, I think Germany at least Germany now is around 90% filled up so they don't really need to buy any more oil for the the winter so that that's the reason why we're seeing the oil prices suddenly falling even though a lot of people are saying hey oil should definitely go up to 140 160 dollars mm-hmm. no it, it won't because a it, lot of it doesn't the, really so much uh, matter about production as it does supply i see what you're meaning yeah yeah that's hmm. yep so everyone already bought uh, all the oil they possibly need for the winter so yeah price will go down which is good for the consumer yeah maybe get some uh what's that etf drip for short oil gas Hmm. yeah uh good for the consumer good for equities right uh it's hard to imagine we're gonna have a bearish winter if oil right goes down uh, especially to the to the price levels you're you're projecting in the discord Mm -hmm. and then on on top of that like if earnings holds up for some reason, right? And I say for some reason, but like, you know, earnings were supposed to fall two quarters ago in Q2 and they were supposed to fall in Q3. And, you know, if they if they don't fall in Q4, it'll be a surprise beat, right? Which mm-hmm. is going to be bullish for equities. That's true. Could, could, we have a, a, could we have a bullish winter? Especially if this TA chart plays out on Apple, right? If Apple grazes the 130s, everyone loads up again. People are finally calling it the bottom because it's, you know, towards the end of the year. Statistically, we only got three months left. Yeah. Uh, we might just, you know, especially if we beat earnings, it might all come down to earnings, but we might just moon. I'm not I'm not yeah. buying positions to say that. And I'm not trying to get anyone's hope up. But, like, I've been bearish for a while, right? Uh, and this last week was the opportunity to drop below 3900 on the S&P. And and start that that journey to to new cycle lows around thirty six hundred. But the markets, the bulls just showed up. Apple showed up with an eight hundred dollar Apple Watch. I mean, sure. How much is that really going to change the whole economy, though? Like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, thirteen percent. Not changing the economy. We're not talking about the economy. We're talking about the stock market. Bro. Yeah, but the uh, economy is still going to drag it down afterwards. It had one or two good days, kind of at the end of the week, like. Uh, perhaps, but that's, like that's a, I mean, that's a I, lot I of bullish on bullish news. I agree, but like general yes. sentiment, probably low. Like the market was up because Apple was to. up. Yeah, it would have to come down to Apple, yeah. uh, and like Apple fundamentally isn't doing anything unless they drop the car and like some glasses uh, in, in the next three yeah. months. Isn't going to do anything fundamentally to get that price over two hundred dollars, uh, but. Uh, if I've learned one thing in the market is do not underestimate the power of these lines on this chart. Uh, Cause TA is, is surprisingly powerful and sometimes just brazen in the, in, in the face of common sense. Mm-hmm. 
So keep in mind, um, if you guys are interested or want to keep up with us, uh, we have a Discord you can join for free. We'll put a link in the description. You can also tweet at us uh, on Twitter at uh, rootsresearch underscore. Let us know. Where, where do you think Apple's going to be at the end of the year? Uh, and, I mean, really, what I'm interested in is the end of Q1. Wink, wink. wink, wink. Uh, check out the Discord if you want to see some excellent TA on Apple. But let's do uh, – let's let's talk a little bit more about Thor because that's really all that's going on in the market. Inflation, Apple, why talk about anything else? Uh, I want to talk about Thor. <laughs> How you yes, doing? Sir. How you doing, sir? Thank you. Uh, We've been trying to get you on for a while now uh, with the time time differences. You know, it, it's been a little bit crazy. But can you uh, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, give our listeners a little bit of background on uh, who's Thor and in our Discord? Uh, hello, hello. Uh, my name is Thor. I am uh, 30 years from Norway. Been trading for uh, three, four years. Around the time I met Roots Research, I was uh, one of the uh, one of the original seven. Yes. Uh, so uh, uh, I they found me from um, from my Reddit analytics, which uh, the, the the man knew how to how to do some DD. Yeah, the man knew. <laughs> I knew how to do uh, do some DDs, and um, basically, I trade full time. I am. Uh, this is my work. This is how I make a living. So, I am almost online at least for the um, uh, opening hours of the market. Yeah. So, just to get a good idea of kind of what you do, like what what. Is it that you like trading the most? Do you think? What's your uh, favorite type of trade? Oh, I do something called SPX times twenty leverage, which is basically I trade the SPX trying to understand what the market or the where the market is going. So I do leverage on top of the. Um, it's something uh, you only can do in in Europe. With I think it's just Scandinavian countries actually, mm-hmm. uh, where you can actually then buy and average down or average up on your positions. So you're trading the SPX as a stock, basically, with leverage. Cool. So kind of like the future, futures, basically. Yeah, you're trading futures. Awesome. What uh, what would be your favorite? Do you have like a favorite trade of all time or one of your favorite calls? Uh, My favorite calls were back in 2021, where... At the top of, like, uh, if you remember when Bitcoin went to 64K, I... <laughs> the good old days. I, yeah, I noticed a pattern uh, just before it fell, starting to fell. Uh, I said to the um, to Roots Research Group that, hello, everyone. Right now, I am seeing this very, very scary pattern. And I think that uh, Bitcoin will go down to maybe 19, 20, uh, 20K in about two weeks. And everyone was like... Are you insane? We're at sixty thousand. This is going to hundred k. I I was so sure, sure on that pattern that I just full on shorted it and uh, made a lot of money on that trade. Though it was a good trade. Sounds like a, a fantastic trade. Uh, hmm. What do you think moves the markets? Depends on when uh, when you're trading, and it also depends on how much liquidity or how much volume there are in the market. So if there's low, uh, lower volume, it means that the, uh, how can I 
say this without s uh, sounding a little bit crazy, but uh, the there's algo computers trading uh, the market for a lot of banks, hedge funds, a lot of uh, institutional traders are using uh, a lot of um, well algo systems, algo patterns. So it's it's a repeating pattern that always comes back. I I don't I don't think you're crazy at all. The high frequency trading is a hundred percent what's moving the markets, and you're right. You gotta you gotta pay attention to those damn bots. Yeah, yeah. And when there's a bear market, it usually means that a lot of retail have left the uh the market, so the volume is very very low. So that uh, that's when you uh, usually see uh, see these uh. Fractal pa patterns a lot more than you would do in like a bull market where everything is just going straight up. Hmm. That makes sense. What about uh, do you watch any commodities like oil or like the U.S. dollar DXY? Uh, I I am watching oil a lot just because it's uh, a a good indicator to see if uh, demand and supply is actually there in the market. So if oil is going straight up, like I think I had before it went. Before the war in Russia or in Ukraine, I saw that uh, if oil goes above ninety-seven dollars, we will have a recession one hundred percent, and that was back in uh, I think it was July last year. So I, I did like uh, I was looking for a last hurrah, hurrah for the oil companies because uh, oil is very very cyclical. So every time. Uh, oil goes down to around eleven to twenty dollars. It usually pumps the next two to three years above the previous uh, all-time high. So, oh. I I actually saw that uh, back in yeah back in July. I said that sometimes in the two thousand and twenty-two we will have at least a spike on uh, a spike on oil just because the algo. Fractal says it will be a spike. I gotta say, uh, you nailed the oil call uh, in the first half of this year. Mm -hmm. uh, you were talking about in November and December, um, and you just spot on um, nailed the time frame too. Uh, and I was, I was like, why, why is it not gonna get worse and worse with oil in Russia getting worse and worse? And that's just not how the markets were. Those fractals, man, uh, fantastic call mm -hmm. out. I was wondering, um, talking about fractals uh, and, and looking for that setup, is that what you do? You just look for setups? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, pattern recognition. So you're you're okay. basically just looking uh, at the market and you, then you go back like 2008, you go back to 2011, 2018, 2019, and then you look for a pattern that matches the current uh, market. So you overlay it, you overlay it, the fractal above the current market, and then you have a sort of uh, uh, well notion of where the market is going to go. Interesting, super interesting. Yeah. So it's almost like kind of disheartening that there's a million moving parts, and it really doesn't matter, right? Like you think, yeah, like that's this CEO, this new CEO has like this amazing business plan, and it's going to do this and that, and really, it just depends on some high frequency trading bot at Wells Fargo and Bank of America deciding if they want to trade shares back and forth with each other. Yep, that's pretty much how the market works. So uh, everyone who thinks, well, a lot of people who start trading think that it's uh, a, 
a like an organic market. It's not. It's super robotic. Everything is just uh, how to make money for the banks and hedge funds instead of you making money. So you have to like ride the wave wave of how these bots trade. That's why we usually like uh, we have quad witching week next week, and that's four times a year and almost identical price uh price movement the week in front of quad witching and then it's the chop chop in the uh current week and then it's just straight down or straight up just so a, a, depending uh, on it, yeah it's uh it's uh, it's, it's this uh, it's like you're thinking is this real that's pretty much what i'm i'm telling myself every every day is this real I mean, I seems, guess seems, people are lazy, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, and if everyone's learning the same textbook and then going to Wall Street, everyone's working on the same textbook. What? Uh, yeah. What's some of the best advice you can give traders, whether it's from this textbook or from the book of Thor? Uh, best advice. Yeah, not Ooh. like not financial advice, but like just like life lessons. What's one of the life lessons you've learned uh, in your journey as a trader? Uh, do not underestimate option weeks or Fridays. Fridays, Fridays. If if there's a Friday and the market has gone one way, then that means the market is super offside and will definitely, or like ninety percent of the time, will turn around on that Friday. So buy on Friday, sell on Monday. Right. Uh, okay. Stay away. Stay away on Tuesday. Uh, because. Tuesdays are very, very weird in the market sense. And Wednesday is, if the market is offside on Wednesday, it means that it's going down the two days after. That's my best one. But I think, uh, I think the best tip, I do like tips on Twitter as well. Um, I guess influencers, new shows looks for excuses to explain price movements. In reality, it is all just correlation place of US futures. That's, uh, for crypto. That's my best advice, I think. If you're trading crypto, you're trading US futures. Basically, right. There's a high correlation between, uh, the SPX and, and crypto, or like Bitcoin on like Monday morning at the open. Like if crypto, if Bitcoin's been up that weekend, then the the spy features, the SBX, like uh, is usually up as well. It's like a, a very high correlation or uh, beta, as we like to yep. say. Isn't that right? Um, yeah, yeah. What? Uh, yeah, I think oh, it's what's some of the ninety five percent, ninety five. Yeah, I knew it was, it was some, some obnoxiously large number. So you know, if you're curious about your positions, you can just peek, sneak a peek at crypto over the weekend and and see how the Asian <laughs> markets are doing. Uh, so that's that's very solid advice. A hundred percent, I I would agree with a lot of that. What about the worst? Have you like because like we've been on so you've been on Discord, you've been on Reddit, you've been on Twitter. Uh, that's the you know except for stock tweets, it's some of the cesspools of the internet. I'm not list. I'm not looking at you TikTok. You shouldn't exist. And FinTalk is terrible. Not even gonna acknowledge it. Um, but we've heard some bad advice uh, over the years. What's what's some of the worst advice you've heard traders give other traders? Hmm, that's a difficult one. Uh, I think maybe buying meme stocks. I think that's a bad advice. Like buying AMC or GM, GME just because it's going to squeeze. That means basically you're fighting the other traders to lose, which is kind of toxic, I guess. If 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 I can say that. Yeah. No. I mean, like, yeah. It was like GameStop. 
the GameStop movement wasn't a, not nearly as about GameStop as it was about Wall Street, right? And the Occupy Wall Street part two, part two, kind of. But you're you're right. Like uh, you're you're and some of those trades worked out really well for people, and that's awesome. But a lot of the time, like yeah, when you're fighting the market, like you know, you might have a thousand dollars. The market has like a hundred trillion. Right. <laughs> Not saying all of it's going to go into GameStop yeah. or, or fight your position, but there's a lot of it out there. Uh, YOLOing um, is some more terrible advice I've heard. Like, even if you're sure you know what the market's going to do next, you don't know what the market's going to do next. Uh, YOLOing is a big one. What about you, Tom? What's um, some bad advice you've heard? I've seen a lot of people just like, I don't know, not be educated about what they're actually doing. And I think that's very dangerous and you're just sort of doing yourself a disservice so i kind of want to say that like the worst advice is lack of actual advice right and like i don't know something something as simple as like stop losses can prevent you losing your whole shirt like yeah yeah. stop losses is very very important actually for a new trader Mm -hmm. because like you're going to be wrong right Uh, so limit how much you're wrong dollar wise yeah also buying into uh surge after it surge is like stupid very stupid don't buy the pump if you're not already if you're not in before the pump then don't buy it because you're just gonna you're just buying the dump at that point yeah what about trading in a community uh obviously we have some bias towards it since Mm -hmm. we do trade in a community but like you know have you noticed anything since joining like roots research like are you holding yourself more accountable are you getting good good trades from from other members and in the, in the like do you do you enjoy trading in a community or do you like to just trade by yourself in a closet i love trading in the community it's the best it, it's so it's so good that you actually have people uh to discuss uh stocks or uh, the market with because a lot of like real life uh friends of mine do not like to talk about stocks so having that um available as good as we have in research, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Right. Just having another pair of eyes, low loan, you know, tens uh, of eyes and, and brains on a possible position, right? You could throw up a ticker and say, I'm thinking about this. And, you know, maybe you're looking at it, you know, on a 30 minute, one hour time frame, but that person pulls up the four hour or the one day uh, and sees its head straight for the ground or the opposite of whatever position you were going to take, right? Because it's just nice to have like another pair of eyes or, or someone to be like, hey, that's a great idea. Or hate, you know, yes. I'm, I'm not sure I would uh, go short uh, right before this J-Pal meeting or whatever, sure. um, especially in 2021. So, no, awesome. Uh, yeah, I agree. Agree with a lot of that. What, what is, is love? love? And are you single? <laughs> uh, yes, I am single. And uh, I think that love that, that does uh, have a lot to do with the definition you're using, I guess, uh, like uh, biological, it's just a ch- chemical reaction in your head. Uh, <laughs> philosophic- yeah. mm-hmm. Philosophically, I think that love is when you give yourself to another person. So it's uh, like 100% trust. Very love is cool. I love love. Uh, I, I like your definition too. I'm not in love with your definition, <laughs> no pun intended, because that would mean I'm, I'm in love with the stock market. Uh, and that's a cruel <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Uh, I have given myself over to her. Yeah, she's yeah, she's cold, and she has pegged me. I'm sorry, mom and dad. For <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the community has been great. Um, the stock market, not so much. 
Uh, that's a that's a really good hmm. definition of love. I like it. Now, let me ask you this: What is your definition of rip it or dip it? I don't have a good definition. It's just our fun. fun that's your fun def- game. That's your that's your, yeah. that's the definition of fun. Let's go ahead and, and break it down first with a rip it recap. Uh, Patrick will not be joining us this week, obviously. Uh, and in spirit of tradition here at the Roots Report, as I try any dirty but legal tactic to get in first place, um, we're going to have you, Thor, randomly take over for Patrick. So um, you, I'm going to give you a ticker or uh, the name of the company. If you don't know what the name of the company is, good. That's the whole point. Uh, if, All right. if you know it, then you got lucky. Uh, but you just say rip or dip, and then next week we'll make fun of Patrick for all of your wrong answers. <laughs> How's that sound? Sounds great. Awesome. Let's go ahead and break it down. Let's start with Kroger. Tom, you said dip. Patrick said rip. I said dip. <laughs> Kroger destroyed <laughs> EPS uh, with a 90-cent beat on a 77-cent hey. estimate. Uh, I, I, I know where Patrick's shopping. Um, and he is he is one with the retail consumer. What about AVAV? Now, the Roots Research has actually done um, some due diligence on this company, especially around the time that we were sending all those what, stingrays or something, stingers to, um, to Ukraine. So we knew defense contracting, the spending is going to be up and the forecast is going to be high. Tom, Patrick, and I all said rip, and so did the market. AVAV went up on earnings. Uh, let's talk about NIO, N-I-O, that you know Chinese lucid car company. Tom, you said rip. Patrick said dip. I said dip. And although the results were a big mixed bag, um, share price went higher. So by definition, it's a rip. And unfortunately, that means Tom gets a point. Now, DocuSign. <laughs> D-O-C-U. Tom said dip. Patrick said dip. I said dip. Um, but you know what? It ripped. And it, it, we knew that was going to happen eventually. Like, how low can this stock go? Um, if you're bored and around uh, your trading view or whatever, just type in D-O-C-U. Look at DocuSign. Pull up, like, the, the daily charts. Scroll out, like, a year or so. Look at the volume spikes on, on the earnings days. They're all just ginormous <laughs> red candles. Uh, it is truly a sight to see of, of how much this company has been selling off uh and then last last but not least actually probably definitely <laughs> least uh lake and that's lakeland industries ticker l-a-k-e tom said dip i said dip patrick said dip and it was a big old dibby dude duh what i mean company <laughs> what is this company uh and how is it how is it gonna hold up in this, this marketplace get out of here all right, let's talk about this week's earnings. Um, again, um, suck it, Patrick. We're going to have Thor answer for you, so you can either go with a rip or a dip. We're going to start with Oracle, the uh, cloud company. Tom, what do you think? I am going to go I'm gonna go with rip. Um, just got a feeling about this one. All right, what about you, Thor? Rip or dip? Um, I'll say dip. Dip? I think it's going to rip. Some cloud companies have been reporting well. Uh, and if I remember correctly, Oracle bit me on the butt last earnings season. So I'm, I'm pulling for it this time. Uh, speaking of uh, one of a returning favorites, let's talk about Mama, Mama Mancini's the pasta company. Um, she, she's, man, she, she's back, baby. Pasta sauce. Uh, pasta rip sauce. it or dip it, Tom. Um, 
I'm going to say Rip. Uh, it surprised us last time, and uh, why not? All right. What about you, Thor? Rip or Dip? Uh, I'll go Dip on this one as well. Yeah, I'm thinking Dip okay. as well. Uh, and I'm not just talking about that famous Mama Mancini's marinara mm-hmm. sauce for dipping. Uh, I see what you did there. Now, let's go oh, from going low oh. to getting high. What about High Tide? Is this a weed company? That's certainly what it sounds like. Okay, so... Is this Canadian? No idea. Um, I'm going to go with dip. Don't know what it is. If it's a weed company, dip. If it's an uh, ocean tide company, well, good. Dip. Why not? Uh, my turn. I'll follow the Norwegian uh, the Norwegian bank, actually, that sold off last week all of their weed stocks. So if it's a weed stock, I'll say dip. It is. Uh, they engage in the manufacturing and retail of cannabis smoking accessories and lifestyle products. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the the weed uh wave is pretty much dead dead in the water here. So yeah, I'll go I'll go for dip. They need to actually start making money. Yeah. That's what I it mean, is. there is first off we had the bull hype and then we had some Democrats taking over. Like you can't blame the marijuana hype. You thought it was gonna get legalized. Uh and it's a damn tragedy it hasn't yet. <laughs> Especially for all the pot stocks out there. Um yeah, high tide is not so high. I'm going to say dip as well. Um, and then let's do Adobe. Adobe, a good software company. Um, it's kind of essential for a lot of like content creation that's out there. I'm going to go with Rip just because there's more social media going on. Rip? Hmm. All right. What about you, Thor? I'm not sure. I want that answer. I'm looking for one oh, to steal I'm looking, here. I, I am looking at the, uh, the chart here, and it looks like it has one last leg down so i'll say dip i'm gonna i'm gonna say rip Um, it only matters on the day of right that's right right awesome well thank you for playing guys listeners i hope you guys are playing at home as well oh we forgot to tell you up the scores i added it from last time um so currently uh tom myself is at 52 Patrick, and I guess Thor this week, is at 55, and Major is at 54. Oh, so close. I will have my revenge. I'm catching up. Thanks for doing that, Tom. I appreciate that. Hey, of course. Uh, awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much for playing Ripper or Dip It with me. Uh, Thor, thank you so much for joining the podcast. We've been trying forever to get you on. Uh, check him out. Uh, join our Discord if you want to like, you know, ask him some questions. This guy has a, a real sense for like how the market works, um, and he's got some really interesting perspectives. And you know, not, they're usually pretty correct. Uh, they, they've they saved me and made me some money in the past. Uh, never financial advice, though, of course. Thanks, thanks, Thor, for hopping on. Thank you for having me. It's been yeah, a blast. We'll uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. It, it, was, it was good having you here. Yeah. Uh, talk to you guys on Monday, I guess. Yep. Yeah, and in the Discord over the weekend. Yep. And did we mention that Discord was free? There will be a link in the description uh, down below. Make sure, you, if you enjoyed the podcast, to give us a five-star review. Uh, you can rate it in-app. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, you know, if you think it's, if it's worth five stars. If it's one star, give us, tell us. Let us know. Tweet at us at uh, RootsResearch underscore. Um, let us know what you think of the podcast. Join the Discord. Come be a part of the conversation. It's absolutely free. We appreciate it, guys. And we'll cue the outro. Thank you for listening to The Roots Report by Roots Research, LLC. 
Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between hosts. This is not financial advice, as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to share, follow us on Twitter, Spotify, and join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been The Roots Report, and stay rooted.